With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How many fish in our stringer? How many points on our buck? How many feathers in our bag? That's how we keep score around here. Sportsmen and women of all skill levels. Let's disconnect from the day-to-day grind and stay connected to the outdoor activities that you and your family love. This is the Doug Pike Show. Brought to you by American Shooting Centers. Guns, shooting, and instruction since 1989. And by TakingVegas.com. Over 20 years helping sports investors make better, more informed decisions. Now, here's Doug Pike. All right. Let's see if it works any better this morning. At least it's not 45 minutes into the program already. Fingers crossed in these new studios, and there already are some some more issues in the studio here, kind of behind-the-scenes stuff. But don't worry about it. We'll be just fine. We'll get this done. A lot of things going on in the fishing world. I got an interesting email yesterday from, and I'm, and I'm waiting for a piece of paper to arrive that I can't walk away and go get right now. But from Chad, Chad emailed me and thanked me for hooking him and his daughter up with Ch- uh, with Mike Cacciotti. They went fishing, and she fell in love with fishing. His daughter did. She looks to be a, a young teenager, maybe, or maybe 12. It's, it's hard to tell in pictures with kids, especially when they've got a smile covering their entire face. But she and her dad have uncovered some water around their house in which it turns out there are tilapia. So there's two very interesting things going on. Thanks a bunch. There's two very interesting things going on. Number one, they found a new fishing hole. And by the way, in the entire email, I've read it three times now, he doesn't tell me where this ditch is. Where is the ditch? That's what I want to know. Hang on, i got to make a note here. Okay. So I and he also asked. It's, look, we caught some pretty nice tilapia. We brought a couple of them home. We're thinking about eating them. Do you think it would be okay if that water is typically flowing and it's typically clean looking? Depending on where you are, you might want to kind of check upstream of where it is. And I'll tell you, somebody else you can call and ask is your county biologist. I'm not even sure what county you guys are in, Chad, but if you can get in touch with your county biologist, that person can probably tell you whether those fish would be safe to eat. He asked whether he could keep them since they are considered and they're listed by the Parks and Wildlife Department as potential, as either harmful or potentially harmful. Uh, and I'll, I'll just go ahead and read. I printed this out from the Parks and Wildlife Department website. I'm going to read for a second. It is unlawful to, and let me get to the end here so you don't think he's doing anything wrong. It's unlawful to possess or transport any exotic aquatic plant or animal listed as harmful or potentially harmful. And that, and then 
I'll stop there just to let you know it includes all kinds of plants. The the scary stuff, the hydrilla, the giant salvinia, water hyacinth, things that can choke water bodies pretty quickly. And then it continues, fishes, which I hate that word, but fishes such as tilapia and invasive carps and zebra mussels. And then there's a lot of blah, blah, blah. And it goes on to say, possess any, it is unlawful to possess any a tilapia, Ania, I said there. Oh, that was a mistake. Possess any tilapia, grass carp, or any other fish listed as harmful or potentially harmful without first killing the fish by gutting, beheading, gill cutting, or other means, or placing the fish on ice except on those waters where a valid triploid grass park carp permit is in effect. My brain is just not on tap this morning. Not enough coffee yet. I'll get it going. Uh, see, and any grass carp must be immediately returned to the water unharmed. That's so they can keep down the bad grasses. What a mess. Fail to, you, it is unlawful to fail to immediately remove and lawfully dispose of any harmful or potentially harmful aquatic plant. Blah, that's plants. So, yes, you can keep those tilapia so long as you either rip their gills out or cut their heads off or otherwise make sure they don't go back into the water and become more of what they were. It's as simple as that. You can keep them. He had three of them in the sink yesterday. Actually, four, I think. Three big ones and one medium. Yeah, good good tasty eating probably, but I would go. I just got a, an email from him. I'm glad he's listening this morning. Chad, 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 thanks for getting on this. Yes, I did check into all of that, and you're going to be in good shape, I think. Uh, oh, he's in Spring Branch, but I'm not going to say. Oh, oh, my gosh, I know exactly where you are. Hmm. I may have to get more. De- I need more details. I need more details, and I need to know what she caught those fish on. I bet I could go over there with my fly rods and wear them out. That would be fun. All right, 713. Hey, Chad, or... um. Oh, goodness. Let me put this over here. Hold on. You know, I'll wait. Oh, that's not going to work either. All right, let's go with... We'll try the phones. We'll see how that works out. Trey, are the phones going to work today? Yeah, they sure are. Oh, my... No, no way. Yeah, we can, you call in anytime. I know how to fix, run them in here. Uh, yesterday, I didn't know how to run them in the 950 studio, but I know how to do it here. Oh, sweet. 713-212-5790. Email me, dougpike at iheartmedia.com. So far, Chad Mojo. Oh, yeah. Mojo weighed in to let me know we were reaching. At least we're reaching as far as Montgomery County this morning. We don't know about any farther than that. Maybe some of the guys who... I got a couple of truckers who listen to this show, I'm finding out. Uh, Dan was my first, I think, many, many years ago. Shout out to Dan. Yeah, long time ago, too. There had been... There was a fellow... Oh, gosh. I'm getting so old now, I can't recall his name. But there was an older gentleman who listened to the show for the longest time, and he was an out-of-town guy as well. And he and his wife actually came to Houston once, and I had him come up and just sit in the studio with me for 30 or 45 minutes. I don't remember, maybe an hour. And it was fascinating to talk to him. He had he had experienced so many things way before I was around to experience him in the outdoors in Texas. It was It was fun. 713, let's try again. 212-5790. If you missed yesterday's train wreck, that's exactly what you missed was a big yeah, fat was, train wreck. That was a disaster. Mm-mm-mm. That was an S. We're getting there. 
we're getting there i gotta fix this that's not correct oh my gosh now what I'm in here working off of my laptop, too, by the way, and that, that handcuffs me a little bit, unfortunately. But, as they say, she is what she is, and we'll get through this. I like ditch fishing. I really do. And I have fished most of the ditches and neighborhood lakes and ponds in the greater Sugarland slash Richmond area. I have fished, when I was younger... A lot of golf course lakes, with or without permission, never mind. The, the, next, the next chain link fence, fence under which I scoot with a fishing rod in my hands, let's just say, would not be the first. Uh, my friends and I were so obsessed with fishing, and we, we, we would see these lakes, and they just, you knew they had good fish. You just knew they had fish in them. And we couldn't help ourselves sometimes. We had to just kind of just shimmy under the fence, bring a, a fishing rod, a tackle box, a very small tackle box, something you could run with, and um, just stick and move, stick and move. We got run off of a couple of places. But the good news about that was, and I hope that if you see some young people doing that on your country club, on your golf course you like to play and you don't recognize them but they just seem like they're fishing and not doing anything terrible they're not leaving a bunch of trash they're not tearing up the greens they're just just fishing that's that's all they're trying to do don't be too hard on them if you if your club has a hard and fast rule against anyone fishing in the lakes then maybe explain that to them and let them know that they're going to stand out like sore thumbs if they do it again and they could get in more trouble than you're going to give them if they smart off if they i've watched four kids here's a, here's an example of the ones you don't want out there i watched four kids come through just just waltzed onto the property where i was playing golf once two of them carrying hands full of rods and reels one of them carrying an ice chest and another one carrying a blanket and some other picnic supplies. These guys on the side of a fairway just sat down and started fishing and and turned on their little bit of music and they just acted like they owned the place and they didn't. So we had to kind of have them gently escorted off the property. There have been a few kids out there who are worse and a couple of them i believe have now had trespass issues but usually when i find them out there they're just fishing i'm out there late anyway and they'll they're just fishing they're just having fun and and i'm fine with that i really am i'll just let them know hey be be careful don't be out here in the middle of the day when the place is loaded with golfers it's not going to be as good of fishing anyway as late 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 or very very early and if you see some of them coming, just wave to them, take a knee and let them hit and don't be, don't be in their sight line if you can help it when they're trying to play golf. And that'll keep them away from you. Don't ever let me catch you taking a fish off this golf course because they're not yours to take anyway. But I was, hey, I was that age once and I, I don't mind telling them it's okay to fish here so long as you respect the, and the huge privilege you're being given. Just don't mess it up. 
713-212-579. Email me, DougPike at iHeartMedia.com. Guess what else we have in here now? A clock. There's a clock right in front of me. Now it's... Turn it around where I can see it better. It's not on the wall. I got to get rid of this keyboard too. It doesn't mean no good, since I've been told I can't. I can't log the guy out who's logged in, and I can't. Whatever doesn't matter. All right, let's take this first break. We'll do one on time to kind of celebrate the new studio being up and running, even with phone calls. Now I can't see whether there is a phone call. That's something I guess that Trey and I will have to figure out when we get back. I'll see if Trey can beat his own record from yesterday. On the temperature, the temperature map, if I can find that temperature map, I don't have it in my laptop, and apparently I'm not going to be able to use this big, beautiful new monitor in the studio, unfortunately. On the way out, the boatyard down in Kima would love to help you get on the water and find yourself some fish and go wherever you want to go. They are on 518 in Kima. They have new boats. They have pre-owned boats. They have... Tohatsu outboards up to 250 horsepower sitting there right there on on site in stock ready to latch onto the back of your boat and get you moving across that bay as fast and as far as you want to go. Got Dakota lithium batteries. They've got great service, great accessories available, electronics, trolling motors, anything you want. And if other places have given you a little bit of grief about where maybe you want to put something on your boat, let the guys at the boatyard have a look. They can probably do that for you. They also do their own fiberglass work right there on site, and that's kind of a big deal. A lot of places don't do that, but the boatyard does. Those Tahatsu outboards, the batteries, the trolling motors, the electronics, anything, everything you need to get you back on the water in the boat you want, running the way you want it to run, you'll find it at the boatyard. Check it out online, eaglesboatyard.com, eaglesboatyard.com. We've had a nice long stretch of pretty weather around here. Well, pretty hot anyway. And if you don't mind the dry, the humid, the heat, the wind, the whatever, didn't get enough wind. We were all whining about the wind, and now hmm, we could use some more. It's kind of hot now. Good place to go where you can get into a nice, comfortable position to enjoy some lunch today would be Belleville Meat Market. They are on 36, Highway 36, about 15 minutes north of Sealy, 15 minutes south of Hempstead. Very easy to find. And once you get there, you will find yourself staring into counters full of beautiful, delicious pecan smoked sausages. Two dozen flavors of that. Beef, chicken, and pork cut the way you want. If you want three-inch ribeyes, they'll cut them for you. Whatever you want. They'll cut it at Belleville Meat Market. They have cheeses and spices and handmade tamales, all these wonderful things just waiting for you. And then once you've placed that order, take the whole family out there for lunch. Bring everybody out there. Go sit on the patio. That patio somehow magically is always about 10 or 12 degrees to the more comfortable side of whatever extreme temperature is going on. In the winter, it seems a little warmer. In the summer, it seems a little cooler somehow. Great place to go enjoy some lunch and then pick up the meat products you'll need for the next, what, couple of weeks? Whatever you want at Belleville Meat Market. Check them out online if you can't get out there. I understand it's a pretty good drive, especially for you folks on the east and south sides of town. Get online. They can send almost anything in the store right to your door. BellevilleMeatMarket.com. That's BellevilleMeatMarket.com. Back we are. This is so far so good. 
two people in here trying to just get one little computer to start up. Other than that, we're just peachy. 713-212-5790. Email me, DougPike at iHeartMedia.com. Let's see if this works. This is doing nothing. What? What? Press that? Did that work? Aaron, you there, man? Aaron? Aaron, call back. I think he might have got dropped on some. Oh, I think call he, back, Aaron. Yeah, call, we'll get you, Aaron. We'll, we'll, get you, we'll Aaron. figure this out. <laughs> At some point, there, there's one thing that should have been easy to do, and now because of what happened yesterday, we're all kind of scared to do it. So we'll get Aaron back up here. Yeah, now, how do I? Back, Aaron. Can I take that down so that it doesn't show up there? What, the uh, phone screen? Yeah. Uh, not the whole thing, just that one, because it, now he's not there, clearly. Yeah, it says in use elsewhere. Oh, elsewhere? I don't know what that means, <laughs> but he's... Go, he, he, Let's he's, go back to... Oh, I see it down there. Hold on. Oh, my gosh. trying to drag him. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, now he's gone. Oh. He was there. I think he was just in the wrong place. <laughs> All right, let's let this go. Let's go back to talking about fishing. Nobody cares about our technical woes. So back to this ditch fishing angle. Call back. There he is right there. Oh, hit it. Make it happen. Are you there, Aaron? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Now, do we need to hit that, maybe? No, we didn't want to do that. Holy cow. We have no earthly idea. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go back up here. Aaron, we're trying. We're trying so hard, Aaron. We'll see. We had him. No, we didn't. I can't hear anything. He was green. I had the phone pot on. <laughs> Oh, well. All right. So you quit talking to me. You guys figure it out and make sure that we can get Aaron on the phone somehow or somebody who wants to impersonate Aaron. But I'd rather talk to him because he had, I'm presuming he had a good question. I don't know. So back to this ditch fishing thing. If you want to be successful with this, oh, yeah, at least we can see you now, Trey. That's exciting. Don't do anything embarrassing in there. Okay. You, yeah, there he is. There's Aaron. We're going to try one more time. Third time's a charm. And okay, oh good. When I go, I'm I'm gonna turn my head away from all this because it's distracting as can be. Just let me know when Aaron, when you feel like you're you can say something and I can hear you, you just say it and I'll start talking to you. But when I go ditch fishing, I make sure I carry enough uh, some extra leader material. I carry a very very small bag or other something in which I can carry a little bit of tackle. I want to be very 
very mobile. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have needle nose pliers. Uh, hang in there, Aaron. We're gonna get you on here somehow. We will somehow. I'm gonna. Oh, oh, oh! There he is. Is that you, Aaron? Oh my God! Yes. Holy cow! What an ordeal that was. Now you've got two guinea pigs. We've had time to grow a beard, it seems like. Holy cow. What's up, man? Not much. Oh, oh we wore them out in the mangroves. Oh, gosh. Good for you. I was so excited to get down there. So excited that uh, the captain asked us what, what uh, species we wanted to target, and we got out there. And uh, on the way out there, we had just, just the slightest chop. I started thinking, you know, he didn't go over. A, uh, he didn't have a little safety meeting or tell, you know, tell us where the the life uh, oh, wow. servers were at and stuff <laughs> like that. And and I had my brother-in-law on the boat. He just, yeah. you know, knows way around a boat. And I not found him on my way around his boat. But you know, we're so excited. We started catching uh, snow every single cast. No, oh my gosh. I mean, one after another. There were amazing. All twenty-six to twenty-eight, a little too short, but. Um, you know, Those are still yeah, good great. fish, though. They're a lot of fun at that size, man. Oh, my gosh. What were y'all throwing? Just a blast. Uh, we were throwing what they call greenbacks. Uh, yeah. Pilchards? Yeah. 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 I, I'd, never, I'd never thrown one before. They so. love Do you catch them in a cast net for you? Uh, I'm not sure. Or you, yeah, he, he probably went and caught his bait before he met you guys. Yep. So we're heading back, and, and the sun the sun has gone down, and uh, you, know, you know how those mangroves work, those little channels and whatnot. Yeah. And I see a little green light, and the green light disappears, and about 60, maybe 70 yards, uh, we were about to have a head-on collision with another boat, and their light had gone out in the front. Oh, my God. The captain, the captain jerked, jerked the boat to the right. Luckily, my brother-in-law saw it last second. And we all held on, but uh, if we'd gone over, nobody knew where the life rafts were. Nobody knew. Oh where my was. gosh! And, and my point is, is you got to you don't know how. No matter how excited you are at the beginning, you've got to remember to, to at least go over the basics. And you know, I, sh- I should have caught that for someone who owns a construction company and preaches safety. Yeah, you just get so caught up in, in that uh, excitement. And, yeah, the enthusiasm yeah. of the of the moment sometimes can override what your brain knows you really should be doing you're exactly right man you've got to you've got to know where the pfds are you've got to know where the whistle is you should ask that person if they have a radio on board and where is it and how do you turn it on and what's the emergency channel and whatever just whatever information you need to make you feel comfortable because if he gets knocked out of the boat you got nothing Exactly. It would take what two minutes to do over all that stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He he was a young kid. He was twenty seven. Um, but you know our lives are are on these guys' hands. So, but to end on a happy note, the last five minutes of the of the trip, my brother in law, who's eh, uh, an occasional fisherman, caught a twenty eight inch red. Wow. And, uh, I don't think we can take the occasional off the uh, fisherman part. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome man that's a lot of fun too holy cow good for you yeah yeah back in las cruces heading up to, to vegas we'll be listening oh my gosh man you just don't stop do you <laughs> no sir yeah there's not a whole lot of not a whole lot of mangroves in las cruces or new Ve- las vegas i can tell you that right now oh well no, sir. all right man we'll I travel safely aaron yeah it's great to hear from you my friend 
Glad the trip worked out. The jigs. Yeah, All thanks. Right. Bye bye. All right, yeah, that's um, that guy right there travels arguably as much or far more than most people I've ever known. They go in and do entire. They do the the warehouse shelving type projects. They go into a giant empty building and then build it out so that people can store all kinds of things in there and get out the kind of whatever it is they need to go get. They can find it and easily pluck it out of there. It's fascinating, really. He sent me some pictures of some of the work they've done. It's incredible. If I knew the company name, Aaron, um, if you'll tell me, I'll give you a little pop, man, because it's impressive what you guys do. I I don't have that kind of mind. My grandfather did. He was an engineer with AT&T in that company's infancy and responsible back in his day, which was a very long time ago, uh, for the original telephone lines that stretched up and down the East Coast. And that he was from a little farther north, but that's where he kind of got his his notion that he was going to retire down to South Florida, he and my grandmother. And that's exactly what they did when it came retirement age. They packed everything up and went down to Pompano Beach, Florida. That whole, the, the fishing over there and the way they catch their bait is very interesting. We don't have the same species of bait fish over here, but I think that there would be value in at least somebody trying this one of the the first time i saw this done i can't remember what part of florida i was in but it was fascinating just absolutely fascinating i'll tell you what we're, we're going to take the the break at the bottom here let's do that trey and then when we get back can you see me by the way thumbs up or thumbs down well, that's probably best like i said before there's nothing to see in here i can assure you incredible when we get back i'm going to tell you about this bait attracting and catching method that they use down there and i think it would probably work maybe just on different species here but somebody needs to go try it for me incredible is the stain remover i've been talking about for quite some time now that is effective on your rugs your carpets your furniture your clothing the upholstery in your car pretty much any place you're going to spill something incredible can help get that that stain, that spot, that goo, whatever it is, out. The the crowning, the crown jewel of my experience with Incredible still is from just a few months ago when my son stepped on a brownie, not a whole brownie, but a piece about the size of a uh, a three dimensional, uh, about the size of a marble, and all 130 pounds of his heel ground that brownie into the carpet, and I just. I didn't see it till two or three days later. Didn't know what it was. It just, oh my God, what is that? And I went and got the Incredible. I got a clean, dry diaper, and I poured some Incredible on that stain and blotted for a little bit. Then I poured some more and blotted a little bit. And then after the third application, I looked down and well, I'll be darned, it's all gone. It was just there was a lot of color on the on that old white cloth diaper, but there was none left in the carpet. I was very impressed, I must must say, and you will be too. Ask for it by name at H-E-B and Ace Hardware. Very safe for children and pets too, if that's a concern of yours, which it awfully certainly should be. Incredible. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. American Shooting Centers is out there. If you don't mind shooting in the heat, you can go have a lot of fun today. All day long, they'll be out there waiting for you to come out to 200-plus shooting stations. If you like trap, you like skeet, sporting clays, five-stand, you want to shoot your pistol and work on your self-defense skills, you want to shoot your rifle and just see how good you are out to two, three, six hundred yards, go out there and enjoy yourself. It's like an amusement park for shooters. It really is a very safe amusement park, too. If somebody, one of the range officers, says something to you on the on the range, just thank them for reminding you that you made a mistake because that's all, the only reason they'll bother you. If you have a question about your guns or whatever, ask them. They're very knowledgeable. They'll help you. If you want to be a better shot, get some lessons from one of their instructors. They have they have people out there who can who can improve your shooting in any shooting discipline. Clay targets. Paper targets, self-defense, they have plenty of instruction available at American Shooting Centers. Been out there since 1989, for heaven's sakes. The largest non-military shooting facility in the entire state of Texas. AmericanShootingCenters.com. They're on Westheimer Parkway between Highway 6 and Katy. AmericanShootingCenters.com. Welcome back. Sports Talk 790, the Doug Pike Show. Thanks for listening. It is 834, according to this, this clock that we have in here right in front. This is nice. Now, yesterday I had no idea. I had to squint and look all the way down here at this teeny tiny little 834. But now it's big enough that I can see it, even without my glasses. Maybe a little bit. Hold on. These are just like nickel reading glasses. Maybe I don't need them after all in here. Yeah, I need them. I need them for my laptop. We still haven't figured out how to make the big screens work. So, 713-212-5790. I will get back to what I was going to talk about uh, now, and I'll go talk to David since he's sitting there on the line. David, what's up, my friend? Uh Uh-oh. Okay, what's going on? He's not green. I screened him. Oh, yeah, that's fine, but what do we got? Why is it not working? You guys figure that out. I'll tell you what, I'll tell my bait story. You there now, David? And he's gone. Call back, y'all figure that out. We got two people here who can help figure this out, plus David. So between the three of them, I got a hunch they'll get it done. 
So the first time I saw this down in Florida, I was I was amazingly impressed. I believe it may have been on a trip I did with um, Eric Botnick, the guy who owns Miralure. His family owns Miralure. And he and I and a couple of other writer guys, I believe, and maybe one fishing guide to because we had two boats going on. But the 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 bunch of us jumped in a boat right at the crack of daylight, just right at gray light. And we didn't go far and the guy stopped and I said, Oh, are we here? He goes, No, we're gonna have a little fun today. We're going to start out throwing some some bait fish, some live baits, just to show you kind of how we do a little research for what we're doing to see what fish want and maybe change this, change that. And what we did was we parked the boat, staked it out, and then this guy goes back and, and pulls out this concoction and ha- throws a handful of it in the water. So what's that? And it was kind of a dough ball made with oatmeal, and I think he might have soaked it in some magic potion. I don't know. But he throws it out there, and you can see all the little flicks of oatmeal, flecks of oatmeal just kind of wafting down current. And he waits a few minutes, and he does it again. And then in the wake, or in behind the boat down current, as this oatmeal is dispersing in the water, in the water column, it's about two and a half, three feet deep where we are. You start seeing all these little silver flickers, like, holy mackerel. What's all that? I see, and they, that's our bait fish. We're just going to wait till we get enough of them, then we'll throw a net over them. And so they wait a few minutes, and they throw maybe one more ball of that chum. The guy throws a very large Florida-sized cast net, like maybe a 12-footer, and we're talking about radius, not diameter. I mean, this thing was huge. Just he throw it would have covered this whole studio, guys. I guarantee you. And it just boom, it hits the water, and immediately you see all these little bait fish trying to run up these little pilchards trying to get out of there. Well, they couldn't, and we bring on board, I don't know, three hundred live pilchards, and they're just pouring them into the live well as fast as they can. Two big live wells on that boat, and off we go fishing. And okay, we've got the phone calls back. I'll finish this in a minute. I want to get to these phone calls. So is where are we going? Mark, you there? Hello. Oh, yay, Hello. Mark. What's up, man? Uh-oh. Hi. He can't hear me. Hi. Can you hear me? Are you there? Oh, can Mike, you hear me now? Mike, check. Mike, check. One, two. <laughs> Test one, two. That's David. Where did he come Hello, from? Mike, check. Oh, don't, man, no. Hold on. Mike, check. One, two. <laughs> that. Try that. This is David okay. here. I'm going to put him back on hold. Yes, sir. Can you hear me now? Mic check, one, two. Oh, no. Turn that down and just go, yeah. Check, one, two. It should be on. He's not, though. He cannot hear me clearly. Test, one, two. Just unhook it, Scott. Nobody wants to hear him say test, one, two anymore. Take it down. Just take it down. We'll start over. Go get Mark again. You guys figure this out. We got to get this figured out. This is becoming an embarrassment for the entire team. Mm-mm-mm. So, meanwhile, back in the boat in Florida. Oh, my God. So, meanwhile, back in the boat in Florida, we've got 300 live baits on board. And off we go to catch these fish. And we stop and we get out and we're waiting, essentially fishing 
more or less like you might with croakers for speckled trout around here, but it's just a flat line. There's nothing on the end of that line but about three feet or four feet of 40-pound mono leader. We didn't even have fluorocarbon back then. So we got three or four feet of that, heavy enough to take care of the, the snook's gill plates and their little kind of rough mouth, mostly for the gill plate, though. It cut through a two-by-four, I think. And the long and the short of it is, we had a blast. We were walking up on these these little sand holes, and sometimes you could sometimes you could see a fish in them, but mostly you couldn't. You just hoped they were there. And one of the things they would do to identify which sand holes had these things had snook in them, and which ones didn't, and which ones had, we could we could see. We wanted to throw some bait out into that hole first before we tried to shuffle up close and throw a hooked bait in there and maybe risk sneaking them out of there. So what they had, you remember the giant oversized wiffle ball bats? Well, they had taken one of those and cut a scoop out of the end of it, the big fat end. And what they would do is load up two or three pilchers into that scooped out wiffle ball bat. So help me, this is real and just kind of sling it as though they were a pitcher throwing a pitch and holding on to that bat. Well, that launched those three or four live baits 40, 50 yards. It would sling them halfway across the county. Just out they go, and they would hit in or near those sand holes, and if there was a snook on the edge of one of those things, boom, he'd come up and eat it. And that's the that's when you'd start walking a little faster, trying to get in range so you could sling your hooked bait in there. And we had an absolute blast doing that. We switched over to lures about midday, just because after all, the guy owned a lure company, and uh, we we did very well. I, I'm pleased to say, and I'm sure he would be pleased to have me tell you, we did very well later in the day on the lures. And uh, at one point, I think it was his brother maybe who went off. And was kind of doing a combo platter. He would throw two or three of those wiffle ball bats full of those things into the hole and then sling the lure in right behind them and just KO'd them. Absolutely KO'd them. We're still having a little trouble with the phones. I apologize for that. We'll get it fixed. I guarantee you we will. Growing pains is all it is. It's a beautiful new studio. It's a beautiful new studio, and we will get it all taken care of. We're going to take a little break here. On the way out, I'll tell you about Black Horse Golf Club. One of my favorite places up on the northwest side, no question about it. Daily Fee Plays, got memberships available now. That's something else you might want to think about. It's kind of a semi-private club. And there are definite advantages, definite advantages to membership. They get you preferential tee times. They get you discounts in the pro shop. All kinds of reasons. They get you all the range balls you can hit. There's all kinds of reasons to consider membership if you are an avid golfer. The savings will begin to stack up almost immediately. Two great courses, a fantastic staff, a fantastic teaching staff at the far end of the range. All you got to do to have fun at Black Horse is be on the property. I've been out there, I don't know, dozens of times. I don't know how many dozens I've played out there. Fun place to go play, fun place to put on a big charity event. Fry Road, just a little ways south of 290, about two miles south of 290 on Fry Road. BlackHorseGolfClub.com is the website, BlackHorseGolfClub.com. U.S. Law Shield wants to make sure that your rights as a gun owner are protected no matter when, no matter where something happens that, that forces you to draw and or fire your weapon. 
U.S. Law Shield's been around a long time. They do seminars all over town, almost every week. You can go to their uslawshield.com website and find one of those near you. You'll also find at the website downloadable guides that can help you understand better the nuances of the new constitutional carry law that went into effect back in September. That's important to know because if something does happen, you want to be protected. Even better protection is available through a membership program, very nominal fee every month, that affords you 24-7 access to a gun rights attorney. Something happens in the middle of the night, something happens in the middle of the day where you have to draw or fire that weapon of yours. You make that phone call and you get an attorney, a gun rights attorney dispatched to handle your case immediately and will be there with you anytime and every time you are questioned by law enforcement anytime and every time you need some representation. USLawShield.com, that's the website. Go check it out. Go get registered today. USLawShield.com. Welcome back to the Doug Pike Show on Sports Talk 790. All right, fingers crossed. Everybody say a little prayer. And on three, Trey, I want you to push that button that's supposed to put Mark on the air. One, two, three. Mark, are you there? Yes. Oh, my God. You know what's crazy, too, on my board in here, just so you guys know, Trey? It just says in use elsewhere, but there's nothing green, there's nothing purple, there's nothing orange. So, back to you. What's up, Mark? Can you hear me? I can. Good, good. You know, it was funny earlier when I called back and I could hear your producer twice. Two oh different gosh. voices. Two different guys. Was, yeah, you have two producers in there, but one one was a, a real heavy voice. I mean... Uh, clear loud and the other one was kind of far away that might have been you know? me over here trying to figure out where you were so so what's going on what can i do for you oh man we're happy to, to amuse about... you go ahead <laughs> i wanted to talk about phil mickelson All right. uh, he uh declined to play in the pga championship where he's the defending champion mm-hmm. uh they said they wanted him to play but they I heard some, one of the commentators on the Golf Channel said it could be a distraction. You know, being being the situation he's in where he owes $40 million supposedly in gambling debt, and he's trying to start this new Saudi league. Yep. What, what, do, you think of, what do you think about this guy? I mean, uh, Phil's always been one of my favorites, but I'm a little disappointed in him. What do you think? Well... He, you got to remember one thing, and that one thing, Mark, is that he is trying to make decisions for himself and his own family, and he doesn't really care what you or I think. He doesn't really care even what the tour thinks. These are all independent contractors, and if they have offered him enough money to where it, when we think of these guys we think of how rich they are and how much they have and boy they don't have a care in the world but what they care about is having a little more tomorrow than they had today and that's where i think everybody's kind of beating him up a little bit for for withdrawing from the the PGA for 
maybe going over to this new tour when it starts up and all these things. But he's making hard decisions, and, and they would have to be hard decisions because he knows it's going to cost him fans. He knows it's going to cost him prestige and, and standing within the PGA Tour. So I, I'm not going to be too quick to beat the guy up. He does, I think, have an issue with gambling. He loves to do it, and he may have gotten himself dug into a pretty big hole. So he's got to figure out a way out of that, too. And when he looks at both avenues to get him there, the new tour or the PGA tour, maybe LIV is the place for him to go. Well, you know, I was thinking the new tour, the Saudi tour, whatever, He maybe he figures he can make more money and try to pay off his debts. But And maybe at 50 years old now, whatever he is, he, maybe he feels like he can't compete regularly on the regular tour but on the champions tour i mean he won on that but you don't make as much money on the champions tour no not near as much i can understand what he's trying to do are there any uh other pga players that are thinking about if this thing goes to fruition this saudi thing i think it's going liv tour is what they call it yeah Okay, are there are there any other PGA tours that are thinking about crossing over to I, that deal that you know of? I, well, Sergio Garcia the other day just kind of muttered under his breath uh, during play, I can't wait to get out of here. And if he wouldn't have said that if he didn't have somewhere he was going. So he, he was upset, and under his breath, he just muttered, I can't wait to get out of here, something like that. I don't so, know. I just... I, I don't understand. I, I know Phil's got a lot of debt, but, well, it, uh, you know, he's he's going to lose endorsements, too. Well, I he's, he's, well he, he's, he's going to lose some, but he's also going to gain some, Mark. you got to realize that. He's not going over there and starting from scratch. And most of that money you're talking about, I think, is older debt. In fact, I just got an email. Oh, wait a minute. I'm, on my, I'm trying to use the mouse for the big computer to look at the email on my little tiny postage stamp match or um, laptop yeah dennis weighed in he doesn't owe 40 million he's lost that much in the past so he's he's got i don't think anybody would extend 40 million dollars of credit to phil mickelson or most anybody else except maybe i don't know twitter buyers people like that elon musk but but, 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 yeah you got to remember he's leaving there because he's got what is and, and he's not leaving just hoping that those guys will pay him more money. He's leaving looking at a number on a signed contract. There's no way he's leaving there for, for a wink and a nod and a hope. He, if he goes, he's going to go because it's going to pay him more money, plain and simple. Well, well, you know, he missed some Masters. Now he's going to miss the PGA Championship. Yeah. Uh, you know, can, if, if he plays on this new tour, can he play – on the PGA as well. There's still have- there's still some controversy over how much the PGA Tour is going to tolerate and whether they're going to let these guys just roll out and, and disappear like that. There is yeah. that's not cut and dry just yet. There's the PGA Tour hates it, of course. The new tour mm-hmm. loves it, of course. They they wouldn't mm-hmm. mind those guys playing some PGA Tour events because that keeps them in the spotlight. But there's a lot of animosity between the two entities, and they've got a lot to work out before before this is over. 
Well, I hope they get it straightened out. Oh, it's, I do too. Uh, it's just been kind of bugging me, you know. Yeah, ever and, since uh, and and what what told me it was real was when Norman show, showed up mm-hmm. leading the herd. He he was going to be the the front runner. He was going to be the face of that tour because that guy is one of the better businessmen on tour. He's he's made ten times the money off the tour as he ever made hitting a golf ball. Maybe a hundred times as much money. And he wouldn't have gotten involved if if two things weren't there. One, an incredible amount of revenue for him. Uh And two, kind of a, some, I don't know. There's a little bit to do with the PGA Tour. If he thought it was going to totally burn the bridge, I don't know that he would have walked away. Although he might. He's had enough of that. And he's, he's an old man now. He can't. He's not yeah. going to be competitive anywhere. He might could have knocked it around in a couple of tour champions events, but he doesn't want that. He likes he likes a bigger spotlight. And, uh, and hey, it's once again it's a business decision, and and I think for for him and for Mickelson probably pretty good ones really. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we will. Works out. All right, buddy. Good to talk to you, Doug. Yes, sir. Take Thank care. you. Appreciate it. See you, Mark. All right, y'all know how to do that over there. I'm sure you do. All clear. All right, but I tell you what we can do. Let's go ahead and take this break. When we come back, I'll take a look at the at the AT and T going on up there, where Jordan Spieth's backyard basically. He's um he's looking pretty good. We'll take a look on the way out. Federal Maintenance Services, where a handshake still means something, is a company that was created by Tim Garcia twenty something years ago. Now I think twenty two maybe. And he has since he started that company, since he got out of the Navy built it to be the preeminent provider of maintenance for small and mid-sized businesses that aren't really ready to hire on their entire a new maintenance staff of their own. He will send people to your place of business to sweep the parking lot, to unclog plumbing, to switch out lighting, to completely rebuild a workspace, to paint, to pressure, whatever you need. Maintenance-wise, that's what Federal Maintenance Services does. They have a variety of programs available to you. They also have need for more people, by the way. If you're looking for a job and you're pretty handy in a tool bag and toolbox, uh, they they probably want to talk to you. Great company, great people. I've, I've known Tim now for, I don't know, six, seven, eight years. And he's always lived up to that slogan that he has on the side of every one of his trucks, where a handshake still means something. He tells you it's going to happen. It's going to happen. FMSTEX.com. FMSTEX.com. We'll take a little break here. Be right back. The Doug Pike Show on Sports Talk. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. 
Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. This is the Doug Pike Show, brought to you by American Shooting Centers. Guns, shooting, and instruction since 1989. And by TakingVegas.com. Over 20 years helping sports investors make better, more informed decisions. Now, here's Doug Pike. The lights are on. Here we go again. 9 o'clock hour on Sports Talk 790. Thank you very much for listening. Let me reach over here and turn this button up or this knob so I can see what's going on. Up at the AT&T, up there at TPC Craig Ranch. Oh, no, hold on. Yeah, that's where I am. I got it. Making sure that I had the right thing up here. Sebastian Munoz at 21 under par through three rounds. He will play alongside Jordan Spieth today, who is just one shot back at 20 under par. Joaquin Neiman at 19. Han and Thomas, Justin Thomas at 18. He, he came through pretty good. Let me get to the, hang on. This is not the the scoreboard I want. This is Google's. No, I don't want that. It doesn't tell me anything. Dot, not comma. Oh, I don't like working on this laptop in here. I really, really don't. Yes, I did mean PGA Tour, and yes, I do want to see the leaderboard. Come on, please, let's go. In the meantime, by the way, Dennis weighed in. It, this is just, this new tour is is just that. Let me see in Dennis's words. So look at this new tour as a business venture. The ones with the monopoly don't want competition. They, the startup hopes to get a piece of the pie. Sometimes you decide to stop being the puppet and try to be the puppeteer. That's a very interesting way to look at it. Thank you very much. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. Okay, let me get back over here now to my leaderboard. And the one that I wanted to see, which tells me the scores from yesterday. And if it'll ever load. Oh, boy, everything's just going peachy. Yeah, so here we go. Munoz and Spieth go out today at 21 and 20, uh, respectively. Then on down to the 18, or 19 for Neiman, 18 for Hahn and Thomas. Scrolling down, still with a fighting chance, would be Lee, Schwartzel, and Palmer, uh, all of whom did just shot good scores. James Hahn yesterday, James Hahn shoots 61. I saw the scorecard. It was incredible. He had five circled holes on each side. One of them, I believe, five or four. One of them was an eagle on the front, and he just absolutely lit the place up. Going down to the 16s, there's three of them. They, they, somebody would have to do just what Han did yesterday. Uh, that would be Davis Riley, Scotty Scheffler, maybe, and Bo Hostler. And from there on, like I've talked about before, there's about 15 million guys at 15 or 14 or 13. Yeah, a lot of 13s. They're just playing to make a little bit bigger check and a few more FedEx Cup points. But they're playing nonetheless. I like Spieth playing alongside Munoz. Spieth playing in a very familiar position. And Spieth playing pretty much hometown golf on a track that he loves. Yeah, he's he's got everything going for him, and I don't want to jinx the guy, but it kind of is his tournament to lose. Munoz doesn't. Munoz makes one false step, and Spieth, who is 
He's a closer. He's not he's not Rich Strike. He's not a long shot. He's not the the guy who's going to come from way back out of nowhere. He's just going to methodically handle his business on that golf course and probably probably go at least 5 or 6 today. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him shoot 66, 67, 65 maybe if he gets off to a good start. And if he does, then I, I, Munoz is going to have to shift into a little bit more aggressive gear, and that may take him out of his comfort zone. Who knows? 713-212-5790. Email me, Pike at iHeartMedia.com. There's some, some golf talk I had. I listened to this morning. Let me see where these pieces of paper ended up. Oh, my gosh. Where are they then? I had these papers in here. I asked somebody to bring them to me. They did bring them to me, and now they're missing, and I don't know where they went. I'll find them in a minute. There was some golf talk this morning, and I want to go ahead and get to it, about how to manage your scores so that you shoot lower scores and don't just and, – and this isn't just all about good practice. It's a little deeper than that, okay? And I've heard this – presented before by somebody else and i heard it again this morning on the way into work and it makes very good sense if you want to shoot lower scores the first thing you do and i believe this might have been part of the speech that charlie epps gave us a hundred years ago when i was down in lake jackson for a, a big major golf seminar slash i think it was two full days of instruction down there a long long time ago and and if it wasn't Charlie, he would he would tell you what I'm about to tell you anyway. I'm I'm pretty confident of that. And if he's listening, I bet he'll call and, and tell me I'm wrong or right. So the first thing you've got to do is eliminate the shots you make that just absolutely put you in a bad place. You can't hit it out of bounds. You can't hit it into hazards. You cannot hit balls into places that cost you a stroke just for hitting them there. That's that's as big a waste as you can make on a golf course. Now, and and I'm not I'm not standing here telling anybody that I'm getting it right every time. Billy Stoker's listening. Maybe he can he can help me if I mess up. But you've got to get rid of those. And then once you get rid of those, when you do get yourself into trouble on say in the maybe in the rough or in a bunker, you have to eliminate bad decisions that may cost you another shot. If you're in the if you're in the rough, you're out in the trees, let's say, and you have a, a six foot window, twenty yards, thirty yards in front of you, that will allow you to hit a shot toward the hole, or you've got nothing but fairway directly out beside you. You got to ask yourself whether you can make that shot, what percentage of shots you can hit that will make it through the trees and advance toward the hole, and whether or not that's really going to give you much of an advantage. If you're a long hitting youngster and you've already got it down there within 90 or 100 yards of the green, and you either have to try to hit it through the narrow little window and run it on, or just chip it out and have a, a a smooth, easy wedge shot to put it up there and potentially make par and no worse than bogey, 
maybe for your long-term scoring average, you take the odds-on shot, which is getting it back out in the fairway. Now, that same conversation continued in, in a line that went to, hey, what about now you've got it out there in the fairway? Are you going to be able to get that shot on the green? Well, if you're not comfortable getting it on the green from, say, 90 or 100 yards with your next shot, then maybe you take that shot through the trees. Maybe you change your plan again. But you've got to analyze your own game, and you've got to have a, a realistic evaluation of your game to make sure that you're not making mistakes that are going to just, – just because everybody's saying, oh, come on, we didn't come here to lay up. Oh, come on. Go for it, man. What's it going to cost you? Well, it's going to cost you your score. That's what. If you're in the trees and you can't hit that six-foot hole 20 yards in front of you and you hit another tree, now you may bounce the ball out of bounds. You may bounce it lost. You may have it fall straight down and land behind the tree in a bunch of blackberry bushes. And now you've gone from... Yeah, chip it out in the fairway and see what you can do. Maybe make bogey. And I guess in in our level of play, worst you're going to make probably is double bogey from there. You're in there with your drive. You chip it back out into the fairway. And now you get it somewhere around the green and you still scuff one or two. And you make a six on a par four. But if you hit that tree and you launch it farther into the woods, now you're bringing seven, eight, nine into the equation. Just... Think about if you want to get better at golf, those are the easy shots to get rid of. If you want to practice really hard and get better at your little chip shots around the green, get better at this, that, and the other, and you're putting, that's great. But but take the easy ones off first. If you're looking at a very narrow fairway with OB on both sides, like some of the resort courses around here, where, where there's development right up practically to the edge of the first cut, on the fairways, maybe pull three wood, pull a four iron. Just do something to get yourself in the fairway. 713-212-5790. Email me, Doug Pike at iHeartMedia.com. Talk about golf when we come back. We'll talk about grizzly bears. I may, I'll try to get back to that story I was telling about how they catch the bait fish down there in Florida. It's fascinating, and man, it worked down there. And I don't know why it wouldn't work on it would be probably we don't have pilchards here but we have other bait fish i'm going to try and find that piece of paper i'm missing too because i know it, i'm 99 sure it came into this studio i just don't know where it is it's it's in one of these piles around here all right on the way oh, oh that might be it right there i think it is oh good on the way out to this break i found my paper and hopefully it'll um have something else on it that makes sense yeah there is a couple of there are a couple of things here. Hawkeye Hunting Club is up in East Texas, far East Texas. That would be Center, Texas, about six miles south of there specifically. And once you get there and turn up the drive and, and take the mile, maybe mile and a half into where the main part of the ranch is, you, you are out in deep piney woods, East Texas. Everything gets quiet. Everything gets, it smells good fresh clean air and you and your group whether that's just you and your wife and family you and your husband and family you and your family whatever however whether it's your little group two three four people or you bring three or four or maybe even five families up for a week or a weekend at hawkeye hunting 
you get your own lodge. That's where I'm trying to get. And each of those lodges, all of them have been upgraded, by the way, in the last six, eight, ten years. And each of those lodges is individual. It sits on its own little place. I don't. There's a couple of places where you can't even see another lodge from where you are. And that's your space for the entire duration of your stay. No strangers show up and come knocking on the door and, hey, we're in room two, you're in room six. No, that's your lodge. And you have in, within that lodge, each of the bedrooms has a bathroom. Each of the lodges has its own main gathering area and its own generous kitchen. And now that they'll even send in a cook for you to cook all your meals if that's what you want to. You have shooting sports. You have sporting clays, five stand, trap and skeet. You have deer hunting seasonally. You have pheasant and quail hunting seasonally, hog hunting. Year round, really, if you want to go do that. All kinds of things you can do. Bass fishing. My son and I got in a little rowboat and rode around this lake and caught some bass and had a great time at Hawkeye when we were there. I want to go back. I really do. You will, too. If you go there, you will want to go back. Great place for a little summer vacation to get away from the crowd, to get away from all the people, to just have your own little space in a beautiful piece of this world. HawkeyeHunting.com. Go check it out. HawkeyeHunting.com. All right, back to it. Shooter's Corner, Palmer Highway, 29th Street in Texas City. Been there for 40-plus years. Owned by a guy named Jerry TK, one of the best gunsmiths I know. One of the best continental hunting guides I know. He hunts all the way up through Alaska. Very, uh, very specific clientele. Very specific big game hunts. Like bears and moose and elk and all kinds of cool stuff like that. He does a lot of deer hunting too down in South Texas. That's where I first met him. Was at the Sombrerito Ranch down in South Texas. Got to know him and have considered him one of the the coolest, nicest most honest people I've ever known. You go to Shooter's Corner. If somebody in there can't help you, I'll be absolutely stunned. Anybody in there is going to be able to help you find the right gun to get you into shooting, the right gun if you want a custom rifle built, the right shotgun if you want to be a bird hunter. Depending on your level of experience and your budget, they have new owns, they have pre-owned guns, they have shooting supplies, they have a good selection of ammo, Good selection of camo and some of the nicest, friendliest people you'll ever meet who love the shooting sports just as much as you do. Great gunsmithing. If you got a problem with a gun, take it to Jerry and Jay. Anybody in that store will be able to fix you up and get you out with that gun working just like new. Family owned and operated for 40 plus years right there in that corner. Palmer Highway at 29th Street in Texas City. TheShootersCornerTX.com is a website. If you wear a badge for a living, you get a discount. I like that. TheShootersCornerTX.com. If you're thinking about a little golf down there on the south side, check out Timber Creek Golf Club. They're on FM 2351 in Friendswood. 27 holes. A great variety of holes, too. Each of the three nines is very different. Each of the holes on each of those three nines is very different and fun. And it's just a good, fun place to go play golf, not beat yourself up course is going to be in good shape it's going to have some great people around there to try and help you stay fed and watered all the way around they host a lot of events down there if you've got to raise some money for charity you might want to think about timber creek david pilsner runs the academy at timber creek golf club and he and his staff can help fix up your swing make you a little happier about that last number you see on your scorecards 
TimberCreekGolfClub.com, FM 2351, a couple of miles west of the Gulf Freeway, TimberCreekGolfClub.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. Certainly do appreciate it. Turn the bottom, headed up to 10 o'clock. I'm going to go back and do a little bit more work around here, getting ready for some stuff that's going on next week. And then I'm going to head out to Katie with my son. And I'm going to fish that water out there where they're going to a lake out there. And I don't know much about this place, but I'll know more about it before I leave this office. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look at the 3D stuff, or not 3D, but uh, overhead photographs of that lake and try to figure out where i can be where they won't be but maybe i could catch a fish out of there i've got two rods in the car i usually do uh, except for the last week or so when instead of two i've had five that's about the only difference i put two fly rods in there uh, optimistically hoping that there would be lighter wind than there was i still went ahead and fished i did go ahead and fish the other day uh, with the fly rod, but I didn't do very well. In fact, I only caught a couple little little bass. I went to the the kiddie pool, as I call it out there, and that's that's where you can catch lots of fish. All right, let's try again with Dave. Trey, you go ahead and push the button so I don't mess anything up in here. One, two, three. There you are. I'll be darned. How about that? Hey, Dave, what's up, man? Hey, Mr. Doug. Yeah, you know, uh, I don't. Uh, you know how many studios I've been in before. I don't. <laughs> I stay away from all the buttons. I just roll and unroll the cords. That's it, you know, baby. I was, I was, yeah, I was, I was surprised. You know, no, I wasn't surprised, but I was honored about you talking to the young men or the youngsters that were over there fishing, and and, and you know, teaching them respect. One thing I was thinking in the back of my mind: Did you tell them to make sure not to leave any trash there? Absolutely, you know, I do. Yeah, don't leave yeah. anything here that you're bringing yeah. in. Leave it the way you found it, or better. Well, that's my my youngest daughter's like 22 years old going on right now. But anyway, she's about eight or nine. We were at the Texas City Dock, and here's these trash cans everywhere, and we went around and picked up trash. You know, that's what I do kind of as a hobby. Anyway, you know, taking care of stuff. Yeah. You know, anyway, uh, oh, did, uh, I don't know if you got that bill uh Oh, Mr. Uh, Captain Mike Williams, he, he sent me a pic, uh, sent me an article that you wrote uh, 
a creel of information, but that's and I had to call him up and ask him, what does creel mean? <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. Wow. And, and is that yeah. like a plethora or a lot of or uh, well a creel, C R E E L? Yeah. Okay, a creel is actually a basket in which Trout fishermen in Colorado and Wyoming, and old school, it was a woven basket in which they kept their fish. So it would be where oh. you kind of had on that fishing trip, kind of had your most most cherished stuff, basically. That makes sense? Yeah, yeah. You know what? See, I never, I, never, I, I mean, I never even thought about it. But, yeah, yeah. I do re I remember those. And, hey, what about the old – and somewhere around here I got some uh, – Maybe one of them galvanized uh, meta buckets yep. or something like that. Sure. When's the last time you seen one of them? It's been a while. You know? It's been a long yeah. while, man. Well, I appreciate it. All hey, right. I'll let, I'll, let, I'll, I'll let you go. Hey, real quick, though, I am going to be out there in Pasadena for Randy Corner's uh, deal, and I'm going to be with the Soundmasters over there with A.B. and you know, right. A.B. Milstead. Yeah, so I'll let you know how it goes next week. And, hey, Mark Chestnut might show up there. Too hot oh, wow. Too how hot, about that? Too cold at home. All well, right, he, man. He Thank you, Dave. There. Yeah, he did. That's right. Thanks. I'll see you, man. Adios. Let's go to Don. Trey, make that happen. Push a button. Ding! There he is. Wow, this is like magic. Don, what's hey. up, my friend? How are you? Real okay. quick, um, walk in wade fishing. We don't have a boat. Okay. So we want to go to Galveston this week or Texas City, whatever. Where, where would you... You know, we just want to park and walk in. Where would you suggest? Well, a lot depends on the wind and the water. If the surf cleans up and settles down, I haven't even looked at a picture of it today because here I am once again on this machine, that this tiny little laptop of mine, and I, I don't have some of that stuff saved in here like I did in the old studio. But if the water clears up, there's going to be fish in the surf. There's no question about it. If that's not okay. available to you... Uh, back there along the bay side of the Texas City Dyke, down there toward the base, you can wade out there. You can wade into parts of the fewer and fewer, but parts of West Bay. You can go down to the pass and wade in behind the pass. Just be very careful down there because that water does move very quickly. And if you're, if you're going to wade down there and you're not very familiar with wading, just go ahead and wear a PFD of some sort or... As we talked about a couple of weeks ago on this show, instead of that, if you're uncomfortable trying to wear one of those while you fish, get, goodness, one of those little import cars just take off next to you? Yeah. <laughs> Some guy with a charger, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, well, anyway. I'm not, I'm, I'm not all that familiar with the island itself, so when you say drive down to the base of the dike, is that all the... All the way down. The, no, the, no, this is in, that road. No, I'm talking about the Texas City Dyke. Okay, right. right. Uh, and now, if if the water is clean, which kind of has a greenish tint to it, but is a little bit choppier than you like to try wade fishing, um, you can go down like toward the very end of the of the seawall on the on the west side. There's some rocks you could stand on down there. And, and do fairly well. There are places, gosh, there's a book that you need to get, and I can't remember the author, but there are actually books on wade, just walk-in wade fishing spots down there in that Galveston area. And if I could okay. remember it offhand, I would, I would give it to you. I'll look it up maybe during this next break we're about to have, 
and I'll bring it back. Wait, I'll put Wade Book here, and I'll remember to look at I've circled it now, so I can't forget. And I'll look it up during the break. And um, if you can find I believe the guy's name who wrote it is Ray Crawford, but I'll find out okay. during the break. And if you can get a hold of a copy of that, it'll. some of the spots are probably gone because he wrote this book 20 years ago. Maybe there were seven or eight editions of it. Um, I'll find it. And I'll give you the lowdown on it, but you could probably find one on eBay or something like that and get a used copy. It doesn't matter. It might have some handwritten notes in it. Who knows? All, All right. right. I'll yeah, just, give that a shot. Yeah. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Yeah, as a, as a, real quickly before I let you go, Don, that as a, if you're unfamiliar with wading down there, that you want to make sure that you have a good idea what that water looks like down there and what the wind's doing and what the tide's doing and try to find some place where you're going to catch uh, a protected area you're going to catch an incoming tide, and you're going to catch relatively clean water with some bait fish in it. If you can match up all those things, that's that's a really good place to start. All right. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah. You have a great show. And thank I appreciate you. you. Have a good day. Yeah, thanks, thanks. for the kind words. Bye-bye. Adios. Bye-bye. All right. Okay, so we got that done. We got that done. Let's do this. Speaking of water, Water of Texas is run by guys owned by a guy named Mike Claiborne. And Michael Claiborne is, he's been doing this for 25, 26 years, something like that now. Certified Brita Pro dealer who has helped people with their Texas water. You love Texas, right? Everything about Texas is great. But maybe, just maybe, the water that you're getting in your house out of your well, from your city source, out of a bucket on the roof, wherever you're getting it, maybe it's just not so right. It may kind of smells, it tastes funny. You're bathing in this stuff. You're drinking this stuff. You're washing your clothes in it. Let him install a purification system, very reasonably, I might add, so that your water is as good as everything else you like about Texas. Very simple. He'll come to your house. He'll give you a free evaluation of your water right now. He'll let you know what's in it what shouldn't be in it, what should be in it. And then he will suggest a solution. If you have, a, if hey, if your water's fine, he'll tell you that too. He's an honest guy. But if there is something that needs to be addressed, he will address it for you and offer up a solution very affordably. By the way, he also, if you're a, a hardcore fisherman or partier, he also does ice machines. Put your own ice machine in your house and never run out of them again. Never have to worry about hearing those things. You put that out in the garage or on your outdoor kitchen, in your outdoor kitchen somewhere, and just have ice available all the time. Wateroftexas.com is the website. Go there. Check it out. Wateroftexas.com. Welcome back, Doug Pike Show. Rounding third and headed for home this morning. Astros dropped out last night. Doggone it. They they just ran into the probably the one game this month where the Nationals really hit the ball well and they got pounded pretty good. They scored at least six. That's where I gave up. But it got beat. I think it was was it thirteen to six, Trey? Is that correct? Yeah. They were coming back. Yeah, they were trying. They just ran out of innings and outs, but that's okay. Hey, they won 11 straight. Yeah, and if they're they, still in first place. Yeah, if the next four 12-game runs they have all go 11-1, and one, I'd say they're doing pretty good. Let's go talk to Kevin, if we can, please. 
punch that button, and magically there's Kevin. What's up, man? Hey, how you doing, Doug? Uh, we're getting it figured out around here. We're good. Um, I, I see that. I tried to call you a couple of, uh, yesterday or the day before and couldn't get through. You're, you're having some issues. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, I did the um, Waymaster the Kidfish for free in Freeport. Yeah, how'd it go? Yesterday. It was real good. They had probably a little over 300 kids that showed up for it. Oh, my it. gosh. Um, probably 180, 190 of them there in the three to eight year old age, which is the young ones. That's fantastic. A lot though. of them, a lot of them, it's their first time to ever do anything like that. Absolutely it's exciting. Watching them get it, get excited, and then they had probably close to 250 door prizes that they handed out. So most great. of the kids ended up winning something for that too. And then Tuesday last week, I got a call that um, I don't know if you knew Captain Greg Brewer. I he don't. Was a captain. Captain had ran mostly out of Bastrop Marina, but about a year ago, he was out test driving his brand new boat and had um, something happened and he ended up drowning. Oh my gosh. No, I didn't uh, know that. They did a memorial tournament for him at Bastrop Marina yesterday Mm. and they were without a a Waymaster. And fortunately, I'd already had off that morning and it worked out the time slot. So as soon as I finished the kid fish, I ran over. Oh, that's great, man. They had about 100 anglers, and the proceeds that they made from that tournament were going toward a um, mission canine rescue um, program, which Greg was a big advocate for wounded warriors and stuff sure. like that. And this program, the, the animals there that they have are retired um, working dogs. Like for one of them that was there was a, a explosive wow. protection dog that... And they get to, to a certain point that they retire them. Mm-hmm. And um, this this um, canine rescue, they they find homes for these animals. I think she said that they have close to like fifty dogs, fifty dogs that they're trying to oh, that's great. find homes for. Hey, hey, let me let me go back to the kidfish thing for just a second, Kevin. I have a question for you. Out of all yeah. of those kids who were there getting their first time experience, what does your gut tell you from watching how their parents interacted about how many of those kids are going to get another shot? Oh yeah, a lot of them. Matter of fact, whenever I was talking to them, not only will they be back next year, but just you can see some of the kids they've got a fire lit in them now that they. They're wanting to go fishing more and more. Man, I just hope their parents will will take care of them and get them back out more and more. That's my that's my only frustration, you know. Yeah, Dad, gum. Yep. Because um, if, if they can be out in the outdoors, that's a good place to have them instead of on computers and playing well, games. Yeah, I'll be I'll be the first one to to beat that tambourine for sure, man. Thank you for the call this morning. I really appreciate it. Yes, sir, Doug. Have All right, buddy. A great yes, sir. Adios. All right. Let's go to Bye-bye. Jeff. Let's see what's going on with Jeff. What's up, Jeff? Morning, Doug. This is primarily a, a snake question, but how do how do uh, golfers in their haste, while their buddies are waiting for them, uh, get a little uh, a little careless and run into the wrong type of snakes? You guys are playing courses from Southern California and Mojave rattlesnakes to Eastern Diamondbacks and the Carolinas. I'm, I'm surprised I don't hear more about this. The most of the golf courses that I've ever been around uh, quietly try to keep the venomous snakes off their courses. I don't think I haven't ever talked to any of these golf course owners or operators or managers or whatever who just go out and kill every snake they see. But if if I've got rattlesnakes 
and if I've got copperheads and I've got water moccasins on my golf course, I try to maybe minimize the exposure my golfers would have to them just just on general principles. This is the last thing you want some guy walking a late nine and and halfway half a mile from the clubhouse to walk over near the edge of the water and get zapped by a water mox and that's just messed up. So I think they do kind of check that population. But that being said, I'm I'm seeing about a snake a day where I'm fishing and where I'm playing golf. I still haven't seen I'll do that real quick. I still haven't seen a copperhead yet this year, but I'm I'm watchful and I'm paying attention. And honestly, I think people who are or are at least casual golfers even know that there's snakes in the woods and you just if you lose a golf ball in the woods and you're scared of snakes or you're not very watchful you just leave the golf ball there that's going to cost you at worst four bucks maybe and at best uh you're not going to have to take a trip to the er i've heard about the use of explosives to move snakes out of areas of course you're going to kill them all but that seems to be a little excessive yeah i think that's excessive too i mean if a I don't know how big an explosive anybody would use. If you use something big enough to remove snakes from an area, snakes don't care about sound that much, I don't think. I think that's that's wishful thinking, honestly. I, I think you'd be better off just actively watching for them. And if you see a venomous snake, then just do what you got to do to keep your players safe. Yeah, Either venomous or non-venomous, do you have any any snakes that really will hold their ground and really not retreat, even even with a big uh, target like or a big threat like a like a human being? A, a cottonmouth can be pretty aggressive every now and then, and they're not they're not particularly scared of you. A lot of snakes are going to freeze. They're going to hope that they're just being concealed will keep you from messing with them. And that's where I think sometimes people mistake that for aggression. They or they may try to threaten you by raising their head. Or of course, the rattlesnakes probably going to rattle. Now, a lot of the rattlesnakes aren't rattling anymore because the hogs. That there there seems, especially in South Texas, some some belief that that they're developing a quiet response rather than rattling when a, a pig comes around because the pigs will eat them. And that's very dangerous for people. If rattlesnakes aren't going to rattle when we get too close, that that could be pro- problematic down the line for sure. But yeah, congratulations on your new studio. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate that. I really do. Hey, thanks, buddy. I'll see you, man. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I turned my microphone off for some reason. That was that was David or Jeff. I can't recall. It doesn't show me anymore in here. I looked, and I, it had to have been Jeff. I think it was. In any event, thank you for the kind words about the new studio. Yeah, snakes on the golf course. Hey, if you're going to play golf and you're not going to, well, even in the fairway every now and then, at least you can see them there. The biggest snake I ever caught on a, a golf course was from about a year, year and a half ago now. My son and I were over at Riverbend, and there was a really big, I, in hindsight, I think it was a rat snake because it was big, five and a half, six feet long. And, um, yeah, I caught that rascal, and it was fun. I, I had to polish my skills on the fly. It was it was moving fast. It wanted to get back to the water, and I was trying to catch it. And every time I would slap my hand down, it would slither that tail of its, uh, its tail away from my hand. And I finally just told myself, if you're going to catch this snake, you got to grab about three feet up the snake and just hang on. 
And so I did, and I actually ended up holding on to him maybe a foot from his tail and letting my son get a couple of pictures for me to prove that I'd done it because I hadn't caught a snake in a long time. But yeah, that was that was one of my be- one of my biggest ones anyway. One of my favorites was a just a goofy looking old mud snake. They're kind of black on top and then black and red like a checkerboard on their bellies, but very very brightly colored, really pretty snakes. I don't catch venomous snakes. I know some guys who do. Um, I like to think I'm smarter than them, and I think I probably am. That's a just about going to roll. What time do I need to get out, Trey? We got a, about a minute. Well, I, we never did get to the Texas temperature, Matt. We're just going to have to let your guesses from yesterday stand as a win. Yeah, I was running unopposed anyways. So. That's true. Yeah, you would have just been playing against yourself today. Kind of like with house money out in Vegas. That's all you're doing is playing against yourself. You're not playing against the house. The house has it taken care of they're going to be they're going to be open tomorrow don't worry if you need to go you need to go throw some more money in a hole hey i i like to go out there i haven't been in years either there were some conventions that i used to go to regularly out there and they've moved and plus my schedule doesn't allow me to go anymore all right so here's what we got coming up to the rest of today is going to be hot the rest of the week is going to be hot the next chance of rain in the forecast as of yesterday anyway and i didn't even bother looking today was the 23rd and the 24th, and that was a 20% chance of rain. So it's going to be hot. It's going to be muggy at night. It's just a just a great time in southeast Texas to be outdoors. Hey, we're coming into the ugly weather season, something we'll talk about next week, um, about how clean air, all our cleaner air, guess what that's causing? More and more intense tropical storm activity. Over in Asia, where the water or the air is really dirty, their tropical storm activity actually is decreasing while ours increases. Hey, you never know what's going to happen, right? We'll get through it. We'll all be back. I'll be back next week at 7 o'clock right here on Saturday morning, 8 o'clock on Sunday morning. If you get a chance to listen to 50 plus during the week, that airs at noon on KPRC. I'd love to have you join me. It's a totally different kind of show. Jump in and see what it's about. You'll learn something. I promise you that. That's it for me today. Have a nice, fun weekend. Get outside. Do something with your family. Adios. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.